1: this is betql daily from betql
2: welcome back to betql daily i am cody decker of course here with jeremy Kahn. we're talking all things sports all things life and guys i'm watching i currently am sitting here in los angeles california and of course jeremy you're over in baltimore but i currently am sitting in my home studio and i have a bit of a command center here and i do have televisions all over the place i got a sport over here i got things over here and i can't help but notice that espn is on and we're sitting here talking about all the things of the weekend especially nba all-star weekend we're talking about all the things that are important coming into today today's bets today's games things going forward and espn today opening up on a show all about what are the odds of Tom Brady coming back from retirement?
3: Oh my God. I hate I hate this stuff. I like Cody, like you remember when um uh you know we had certain players that were trying to come back in the league and they were following him around or whether or not these this guy yeah. gonna retire is that guy like it'll drive you insane. And then now this this talk of let's like, just let it be. If he decides he wants to come back, then let's talk about it. But there's also it's February. we're talking
2: about this on February the all-star game was yesterday let's talk about that like like there's big things happening there's a lot to happen in the NBA in the second half Major League Baseball's in a lockout don't you think that should be talked about a little bit yeah but no Tom Brady's retirement that he already said he's retiring come on
3: yeah I wonder if he's is he going to come back who's he going to go to what's the best fit for him it's like if you were going to come back why wouldn't you just go back to Tampa Bay knowing how wide open the NFC is now we're talking about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what they got me I guess it is addicting. you know
3: what I guess it is addicting. where's Tom Brady gonna go
2: what's it gonna happen
3: it's so what dumb sit here going oh my god what what if I remember the whole thing with this guy or that guy is this guy coming back is that guy and I'm like it, it said breaking news uh Roger Clemens to make decision if he pitches next year
1: oh well, god it, I hate when that. he makes
3: when he makes the decision, that's the breaking news, not breaking news he might. It's like, what What are we talking about? It was even
2: worse than how they announced the decision because he was at a game. He was at a Yankee game, like in the owner's box, and they did an announcement yeah. over like the loudspeaker. And he just standing there with a thumbs up. It was the weirdest, I- creepiest thing I've ever seen.
3: I remember Susan Walden going, oh my God, Roger Clemens is in his box. And I'm like, oh God, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? It's like, is this really what's happening? Uh.
2: Well, we, of course, are here at BetQL Daily. We got a lot of nickel and dime to talk about. So let's get right into it. It's time for some nickel and dime. Uh, guys, what do you think? Jeremy, would you take a nickel on Joel Embiid plus 125 right now or a dime on Ja Morant plus 1,200?
3: To win the nba of MVP, those odds are fantastic and how much i love Ja, i just don't see it he'd have to have an epic second half and by the way like so i i would take Embiid with the nickel um but let me just say this because nobody's talking about it if they honestly look at the numbers jokic is having a better year than mb and i know nobody's going to say it and it's weird with the mvp where they don't want to give it to the same guy in back-to-back years unless he's just utterly dominating but I think Jokic is having another one of those seasons, especially without Michael Porter Jr., without Jamal Murray, and he's been doing this all season long with guys banged up. He's carrying his team, and his usage rates are off the charts. They actually compared Jokic's numbers to LeBron's best season, and it's very close across the board numbers-wise. I'm not telling you he's LeBron. I'm just saying he had a, a season as good as LeBron's best season last year, and now he's continuing that on this year. So um i would go with the mb thing because he's just dominating and i think they'll be there in the end
2: uh, you know what i'm gonna be with you i'm gonna take a nickel on Embiid as well it just seems like the safest bet and i'm not always going for the safe bet it just seems as though the the name is out there too much it seems as though he's the one that's turning the most heads even though like you just said isn't even having the best year but i, I would go with a nickel on that how about this nickel on giannis plus 375 or a dime on DeRozan you just went on a huge thing of how much you love DeRozan right now he's currently at uh 28 to 1 what do you what do you think on the NBA MVP for that
3: you know let's get weird let's put that dime on DeRozan and see what happens he's become kind of a cliche thing heading into the all-star break where everybody's been talking about how great he's been playing he's helping carry that team and let's be honest if they wind up with the best record um in the Eastern Conference I think he'll get some love uh People are going to flock to Embiid, and I think he's probably the favorite amongst uh, voters. But to get him at plus 2,800, I mean, the Rosen, the way he's been playing, he's playing as good or better than everybody in the league right now. And I don't know, like watch his last seven games to see what he's been putting up, the numbers. And this isn't a guy that's shooting a ton of threes. He's a mid-range guy. That's what people were talking about last night in the All-Star game. It's like, hey, is this a guy that you would take a chance on to win the MVP? No, this is a three-point and dunk game. And, and look, he's been in the dunk contest before. He can get up. But his game is basically hitting all those mid-range, hitting shots just like LeBron did last night to win the game. And he's so good at it. In fact, he hit one down the stretch. It was a key shot uh, for his team last night.
2: I really like that 2800 on him. Uh, Like you said, if this is a team that does go deep, they're only gonna go deep because of DeRozan. I like the dime on him. Hell, I even like just, I just like maybe sprinkling a little flyer on that one. Maybe going forward. Cause you know, another half, you never know. He could really take over. All right, man, here we go. Going to college hoops, nickel on Purdue plus 1000 or a dime on Providence plus 6,600 to win March Madness. Now, in my opinion, I'm not going on either of these guys, but I will say, in my opinion, I already talked about it earlier, I'm a little worried about Providence. So I feel a little more comfortable with this uh,
3: nickel on Purdue. I would agree with that, but it's plus 6,600. and It is
2: pretty high.
3: They're a top 25 team, and, and for most of the year, they've been like number 12, number 30. They've been in that range of approaching. I've seen mm-hmm. them like squeeze into the top 10. So I man, when I first read it, I'm going, oh, that's Purdue easy. And then I looked at those odds. And you know, it's the same thing I said earlier. It's not your mind telling you, hey, this team's definitely going to win the championship. This is the right bet. It's hey, I've got an opportunity here. And then you also have opportunities. Let's say they make a run to the final four. You have your chance to hedge said bet and try to win money elsewhere or make sure you're recouping some of that money which a lot of people do when you when you place wage. I had some friends that actually placed money on Cincinnati to win the Super Bowl and when they were getting down the uh, going down the line I had another buddy that placed it on the 49ers he's like should I hedge I'm like you're in the second round of the playoffs what are you hedging are you going to hedge three more times no you at least got to wait and see how they do and then start to hedge but uh, I, I you know what I'm going to take the Providence plus 6600 the the odds are just too great and I don't do I think yeah. they get there no but I, I just like that number I like that number two, but at the end of the day, I'm looking who I think is going
2: to get there, and I just don't think Providence is. I think of the two teams, I'm feeling a little bit better about Purdue. I just don't like the numbers compared to the 66. I mean, my God, 6,600 uh, for a team in the top 25 is pretty out there. You just talked about the Bengals. Let's switch over to the NFL, nickel or dime. Nickel on the Bills, plus 750. So, obviously, they think they have a hell of a shot. Um, or the Browns, plus 3,000 listen at the end of the day i will never ever 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 believe in the cleveland browns ever no matter how many times no matter how many commercials you put baker mayfield in i don't care how many times he tells me to subscribe to hulu i just do not believe in this team no matter what and i do believe in the bills a little bit i'm gonna take a nickel on the bills
3: so i think there were 11 evers in there and 12 was the magic number for me no (laughs) look i'm in baltimore i i talk about this all the time where it it comes to this division because it's always been the steelers and ravens and it's interesting to see little brother in cincinnati and little brother in cleveland starting to get good or at least playing better but the thing with cleveland is anytime anybody's talking about them it's not going to happen it's what if that's the way it feels to me and i'm sorry browns fans i don't even dislike the browns like a lot of ravens fans do um, I don't even I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, but I love Miles Garrett. I, I love a lot of the piece on there. I, I, I love Jarvis Landry's he been one of the better slot receivers in the league. To me, Nick Chubb might be the best pure running back in football. But for whatever reason, when there's expectations, they let down. And I think Browns fans would tell you that um, I have. a. I can't place that wager on them. I did tell everybody the one year when everybody talked them up and they failed. I said, next year, nobody's going to talk about it because they didn't make the sexy splashes by getting like Odell Beckham. They shored up the offense and defensive line and added some other pieces, and then they made their run, and they looked pretty good. But uh, I just – I can't do it. I'm taking the bills, and, and for Buffalo, they know what they need to do. For example, Josh Allen threw nine touchdowns and lost in his first – You know he won the first game, threw five, throws four in the next one, and he loses the game to the Chiefs because of that 13 seconds and how crazy the end of that game was. I think they're going to be right back in the swing of things.
2: I think so too. I think it was a quite frankly borderline a fluke loss that got him knocked out because of that 13 seconds because 13 seconds is just too much time for Patrick Mahomes even though Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs lose next week to the Bengals who without question a I want to i want to preface this they are not a bad team but a lesser team last year than the bills were i think it's safe to say so I, I i really do like the bills i think this is a team to watch out for this next year no matter what forget forget just playing nickel or dime i think they're worth a flyer right out the gate
3: so let me throw you one that i talked about on saturday with grant paulson with cincinnati so the if you look at history will tell us the team that loses the super bowl tends to struggle the next year i mean it's just sure. it's what's happened um yes. What are your thoughts on Cincinnati? Do you think they're right back in it? Because everybody bought into Joe Burrow. I'm a Jamar Chase truther. I be, I was saying when he was drafted, he's going to be a top five receiver in two years. And I was wrong. It only took him one year to be the second best receiver in football, statistically. Now, mm-hmm. I, I like the way the team's set up. They really need to fix their offensive line. Probably need to add a few defensive pieces, maybe get better with a pass rush. So knowing that those are your weaknesses and going into an offseason where you can try to fix that, And having a a quarterback and a number one wide receiver on a rookie deal, they got a window here. It it matters what the front office does, and they got to stay healthy. That was the key this year. They had no major significant injuries that knocked guys out for the entire season, so they were able to make that run.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. I am tending to believe that this is a team that will not go away next year and have a little sophomore slump. I, I'm, I'm going to equate them a lot to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams get to the Super Bowl a few years ago, and their next year was absolute disaster. They ended up getting back, even though it seems as though they pretty much leveraged their entire future and traded away their entire future just so they can get back into the winning column, which you know, worked out pretty damn well. They won the Super Bowl this year. But I'm not expecting this for Cincinnati for one reason, one reason only. And you did mention they do need to shore up their offensive line. But the thing that is, at the end of the day, a little bit better than what the Rams had is Joe Burrow. And at the end of the day, the Rams had Goff. And nothing against Goff, but if we're going to compare Goff and Joe Burrow, apples and oranges, I really think Joe Burrow is the real deal. There's something about this guy that I think is – legit and it's not necessarily what he does on the field it's how he carries himself i i there i've never seen a guy carry himself with such supreme confidence i've ever like it's he's almost like an anomaly almost like it's an act at this point
3: i thought you were going to throw in a nickel or dime there tom brady returns at plus 800 (laughs) or dime he stays retired at minus 180 or so it's like (sighs) what are we doing um but no Uh, stay staying with the rams real quick the uh that business model, because we've talked about this being a copycat league, and this is going to get beaten to death once we get closer to the draft because it's like, hey, first-round pick, we don't need that. First-round pick, we don't need that. They win the Super Bowl, so that's that's the end-all be-all. That had to happen mm-hmm. for this to be successful because if you're just getting there and you're losing, you threw away first-round picks for nothing, in my opinion, except for you know having something to root for all the way to the end of the year. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. see many teams copycatting, uh, copycatting this business model because – you know teams like uh, especially my hometown team here the ravens the steelers the packers they usually covet their picks and and are not willing to move them for pieces it does happen from time to time but i prefer that model and and trying to you know draft quality players and then hopefully retain them if they end up being very good Here's a question for you:
2: do, do you think it's all worth it? Because you mentioned this is not a very this is a unique model. The way they completely leveraged their future, they draft gave away so many draft picks. If this team makes a run again next year, the L.A. Rams, and say wins another Super Bowl, you have we have to say that business model was completely worth it. Even even though most likely it's going to lead to five losing seasons.
3: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> if you get a Super Bowl, I think you take it. But there's no guarantees of that. You're trying to give yourself the best opportunity to win that. Um, and I, I fully believe in what I've seen up close here with the Ravens. Like they've won two Super Bowls since they've been in Baltimore, uh, which, you know, and, and they've had some failures of seasons. some weird things happen in the postseason. And now they have a quarterback that I think they can build around, but they're getting ready to pay him at some point. And then again, once you pay your quarterback, you start to lose other pieces. So. it's
2: really damned. If you do damned, it's like a catch 22. There is no necessarily right answer because you're sitting here and like, oh, well, you leverage your future just for one Super Bowl. But you look over at Cincinnati, a team that's never actually won a Super Bowl. I think Cincinnati fans would happily leverage the future just for one Super Bowl.
3: And the thing for me is I, I say this all the time. It's the smartest, dumbest thing I say. You're only right when you're right. You go for it on fourth down, you don't get it. It's like, what was that idiot doing? He gets it. It's nobody talks about it. You know, like in in the Super Bowl with Cincinnati going for it on fourth down and they don't get it. And people are like, I'm sure people in Cincinnati were like losing their minds. Like, how could you do this? Sometimes the numbers tell you it's advantageous to go for it. But when it comes down to those types of plays, you're only right when you're right. And it might be the same thing with the front office. Whoever you draft, whoever you sign, whoever you trade. You know, depending on how you're doing it, like people loved here in Baltimore when the Ravens moved essentially a backup kicker for a pick. Use that pick and a player you don't want to go get a guy like Marcus Peters. It seems like a huge win. That's what they did with the Rams, and it's it's worked out great here. Um, although they haven't won a Super Bowl with it yet, they've they've had you know some some really good seasons
2: yeah well guys bet get smarter and beat the books download the BetQL app today for all the best bets smarter bets start with BetQL guys we are getting ready to take another quick little break but real quick before you did talk about that you just said numbers dude numbers are everything to me and everything to us in sports especially in the sports gambling sphere but at the end of the day the numbers don't tell us anything which is why we play segments like nickel or dime because the numbers tell us one thing but there are intangibles out there, and it's the same thing with coaching that game. You're only right when you're right. You go on fourth and one, it doesn't work out. Well, why were you wrong? You weren't. It just, that's part of the game, man.
3: Yeah, it, it, that's the tough part is just trying to figure out like what you're supposed to do. And I think you stand by your business model. If it says go for it, you go for it. Yep, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. Cody Decker, Jeremy Cobb right here
2: on BetQL Daily.
3: Ken Barkley here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to Nick Costos and myself on You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, along with The Daily Tip, BetQL Daily and BetMGM Tonight, only on the BetQL Network.